hey there, future friends. This week, road trips are for the dogs, we're hunting for treasure, and we keep forgetting to moisturize. This is the week of February 18th, 2022, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is that time. We are back again. And I'd like to thank everyone who listens. I noticed a bump in listeners recently, which I greatly appreciate. If you are new to the Future Flicks family, just be sure to say hi. Drop a, drop me a line somewhere. Twitter, Instagram, email, comment on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, I always check SoundCloud last, so I may not see it till the week after. But reach out and say hey. But my friends, if you are new, some of you may be wondering what this show is about. And let me tell you, on this show, I talk about every film that's coming out during the week. That's every new film that I can find out about. And I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. But then I have two different categories. The limited releases, that's all I do, is just tell you the basics and I'll give you a few thoughts on it, maybe. And then there's the wide releases and interesting indies, which I tell you all the information, but then I definitely give you my thoughts And then I give you a score, which I call the Bill score or the Billiam's interest level score. That's me. I am Billiam. And that score can go anywhere from a zero for those awful films to an 11 for those films that take it up that extra notch. If it was food, it would take me to Flavortown. And also on the show, thanks to our good friend Critter, who gave a suggestion, I sometimes will mention a show or movie or something I've seen on streaming because I know what it's like. You're just sitting there going, what do I watch? I don't know. I have all the freedom. I have all these streaming services or I have a million channels and I don't know what to watch. My dad would always tell me growing up that they had like two or three channels. I forgot the exact amount, but you know, that might've been great. You only have three things to watch. And if you don't want to watch that, read a book. But with us, we have so much to choose from. Sometimes it gets overwhelming, but with us, we have so much to choose from that sometimes it gets overwhelming. So I've started just mentioning a couple things I've been watching. But my future friends, let's start with the limited release sections with a movie called Streamline. A 15-year-old swimming prodigy self-destructs after his father is released from jail. This stars Jason Isaacs, most recently from Star Trek Discovery, Levi Miller from Pan, and Jake Ryan from Home and Away. Yes, if you are a fan of that long-running Australian soap opera, you will know him. And fun fact, Jason Isaacs played Hook in a Peter Pan movie. Levi Miller played Peter Pan in Pan. So there's a little fun connection there. Next up, we have a movie called A Banquet. Widowed mother Holly is radically tested when her teenage daughter, Betsy, experiences a profound enlightenment and insists that her body is no longer her own, but in service to a higher power. Bound to her newfound faith, Betsy refuses to eat, but loses no weight. In an agonizing dilemma torn between love and fear, Holly is forced to confront the boundaries of her own beliefs. This stars Sienna 
Guillory, I think is how you say it, from Resident Evil Afterlife, and Lindsay Duncan from About Time. I don't know, maybe I watched the wrong trailer for this, because the trailer I saw was quite literally just a scene from the movie where the mom is trying to get her to eat five peas. Yes, five individual peas. And then she refuses, and then the other daughter's like, Mom, if she doesn't want to eat, don't make her eat. And the mom's like, okay, I'll, I'll make her eat. So she scrapes four peas off and gives her one pea. Go, just eat that one pea. And she eats the pea and then starts to get sick. And I always tread lightly around movies that could potentially trigger someone with an eating disorder. And I think this movie might do that. But even taking that out of the equation, it just didn't look interesting. Next up, we have a acid trip of a movie called Strawberry Mansion. In a future where the government records dreams and taxes them, a dream auditor gets caught up in the dreams of an aging eccentric. This stars no one of note. And if you have ever wondered, what would happen if the person who wrote Big Fish took a lot of acid? This is it. At times, the trailer did look interesting, but then overall, it just seemed like too much of a cluster f even too try-hard of a movie that was trying to be weird. Like, I get it. You want to make a quirky, imaginative, and unique movie, but the trailer just felt like they were going a little too far at times. If you want something quirky and weird, try something like Dave Made a Maze, which I think is on Hulu, and Greener Grass, which actually I don't know where that's streaming. Actually, it looks like Greener Grass is both available on Hulu and Amazon with an added subscription. But look, if you want to watch something that looks super odd, like if Salvador Dali and Terry Gillum mind each other, this would be their kid. That, that's the feeling I get. Next up, we have a film called Incarnation. This is a limited release and video on demand release. This story follows a struggling young couple chasing the American dream only to realize their worst nightmare when they discover a demonic spirit in their own home. Mammon is the biblical word for the worship of wealth, and the couple discover that getting rich can come at a hefty price. This stars Tay Diggs from Rent and Michael Madsen from Kill Bill. And normally I would be all over this. I love Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is very talented. He's very handsome. He has it all going for him. But I, I, I don't know. This is a kind of demonic ghost type horror movie which normally is 100% my jam but the trailer just left me flat I, I had no interest in watching it even with a love of the main actor next up we have a movie called too cool to kill in order to fully realize his dream of being a comedian Wei Chen Gong accidentally broke into a dangerous scam under the persuasion of actress Milan but Wei Cheng Gong didn't know that he was already involved in another real and ridiculous plot. This is a movie from China, and it looks like a slightly more crazy Stephen Chow movie. And if you've never seen a Stephen Chow movie, fix that right now and either watch Kung Fu Hustle or Shaolin Soccer. They are fantastic. But this movie gives me that kind of vibes, but it also kind of likes Strawberry Mansion just got a little too weird for me. It felt like the kind of story you would come up with watching really bad improv. Next up, we have a movie called Pursuit. Detective Breslin crosses paths with Calloway, a ruthless hacker who's trying to save his kidnapped wife from a drug cartel. 
When Calloway escapes from police custody, Breslin joins forces with a no-nonsense cop to reclaim his prisoner. This stars Jake Manley from The Holiday, John Cusack from Sixteen Candles, yeah, he was in that, Elizabeth Faith Ludlow from Peacemaker, the new John Cena TV show, and Emile Hirsch from Speed Racer. Look, I'll be honest, I hated every moment of reading that premise. I hated it so much. It's such a bad, bad premise. First of all, a ruthless hacker. Like, come on. Don't get me wrong, hackers can be dangerous. They can really f*** things up. They can really hurt people. But it just makes them sound like some sort of super criminal or something. And watching the trailer, it's like, oh, can all hackers use guns like that and are really good in a fight? And then just the no-nonsense cop. It's just so, so basic, so done before, and so cringy. No, not at all. Next up, we have a film called The Cursed. In rural 19th century France, a mysterious, possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village. John McBride, a pathologist, comes to town to investigate the danger and exercise some of his own demons in the process. This stars Boyd Holbrook from Logan, Kelly Riley from Yellowstone, and Alistair Petrie from Sex Education. And just like Incarnation, it had some promise, but it just didn't look that good. And like I say a lot, that's the problem with trailers sometimes, is a bad trailer can sink a movie. Disney's John Carter, anyone? I saw that movie in theaters and loved it, but I didn't want to see it. The only reason I went is because some of my other friends were going and invited me. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll go and hang out. And I really liked it. So maybe The Cursed is a case of a bad trailer. We'll see. Next up, we have a movie called The Ledge. And this is our second to last limited release. A climber trapped on the face of a mountain fights off four killers standing on an overhanging ledge 20 feet above her. This stars Brittany Ashworth from Hostel. And just like The Cursed, this film and even the next film had promise, almost made it into the next section, but it just fell a little short. So we have this woman and her friend are seasoned mountain climbers, and they're out in this cabin somewhere, and this group of four dudes shows up. Like, four total bros. And that's a bad sign right there. Like, if four bros show up, just go. Just get the hell out of there. Nothing good comes from four dude bros. Because they purposely get one of the women really drunk and then try and rape her. And then she falls off a mountain, lands on a ledge, and is very hurt. And they decide to murder her. The other girl sees, tries to escape by climbing the mountain. Which, you know, sure. And then so she's stuck on the mountain trying to get away from them while they're chasing her. Seems like an interesting suspense movie, but it just didn't grab me. And finally, in the limited section, we have a movie called Ted K. This is an exploration of Ted Kaczynski's life in Lincoln, Montana, and the years leading up to his arrest as the Unabomber. This stars Charto Copley from District 9 and Drew Powell from Gotham. And this one was hard for me. I really wanted to put this in the next section because I really like Charto Copley. And it takes me so long to say his name. But I, I love him so much. He was great in District 9. He was great in the A-Team. Even in, even in Elysium, which is one of my least favorite Matt Damon movies, he was great. He is a very good actor, and I think he gets slept on so much. And he looks like he's doing a great job in this, but it just seems like the movie is writing too much on his ability because it didn't seem like they had a good story there. 
the trailer looked boring, even though Copley looks like he was doing a great job in it. And that just disappointed me. Well, my friends, before our first break, let me tell you about something I watched recently. My wife and I finally got around to watching The Paper Tigers on Netflix. If you remember, I think Paper Tigers was my pick of the week the week it came out. And it was a crowdfunded indie movie that I thought I would have to just go and buy if I ever wanted to watch it. And then Netflix got it. Yay! Thank you, Netflix. This is a movie from 2020 about three kung fu prodigies who have grown up into washed-up middle-aged men, but then their master is murdered, so they must try and remember what they've forgotten to avenge his death. And this movie made me think that what if the three ninjas got really old? Do you remember that movie? Uh, From 1990, let's see, it was 1992, with those three kids who are training to become ninjas. And it came out around that time when ninjas were everywhere. The Ninja Turtles have been popular for a while, and then they did the Three Ninjas movie, and then Surf Ninjas. Bunch of white kids learning karate. What's wrong with that? I mean, nothing. It's fine, honestly. But this is what I thought of. And the movie wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I do think it had some pretty noticeable pacing issues, but it was still a lot of fun. I laughed quite a bit, and I did care about the story. They made me care. And it's and the main guy, Danny, was a real ass when he was younger and turned into a deadbeat dad. So it's kind of like him remembering what Kung Fu taught him and then becoming a better person. And my, my main issue with it was that his growth seemed like it was saved all for the end. Like he wasn't learning a f-ing thing about his personal growth. And then it was near the end in the final battle. He's like, oh, shit. I realize every single thing I've done. So besides that, and some overall pacing issues, it was pretty good. I liked it. I had a good time. I would watch it again. Hell, I would even like to have it in my collection. I I thought it was a really well done movie. So if you have Netflix, which you probably do, check out The Paper Tigers. Well, my future friends, that is it for the first half of our show. We'll be right back after these words from our good friends at other shows. And they'll be back with the wide releases and interesting indies. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMPodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. 
We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. We're back. We are back, everyone. And... Let me start this by saying The King's Man, the Kingsman prequel movie, is coming to Hulu this week. So if you missed it in theaters, like a lot of people did, now's your time to watch it. But let's start the wide releases and interesting indies with a Disney Plus original called Sneakerella. This is a modern twist on Cinderella set in New York City's sneaker culture. This stars Chosen Jacobs from It, Colton Stewart from Lock and Key, Lexi Underwood from Little Fires Everywhere, and John Sally from Bad Boys. So this movie 100% looks like one of those old Disney Channel original movies. While there's nothing really wrong with that per se, the more I looked into it, the issue a lot of people had, which then became an issue for me, was how potentially problematic it is. So we're doing a kind of retelling, or a modern twist as they say, on Cinderella with a mainly black cast, and it's about sneaker culture. Sure. Like, what other stereotypes can we throw in there with it? Come on, let's see. But when I looked into who wrote it and who directed it, the main story was written by a person of color. So one of the one, two, three, four, five writers, one of the five writers is George Gore II. And this is his one and only writing credit. He was an actor that did uh, things like the TV show New York Undercover and My Wife and Kids. Everyone else involved in this of the main people, the writers and the director, are white. And Disney had been doing so well recently with inclusion and representation, having Mulan directed and starring Asians, Black Panther written, directed, and starring Black people. That, that's great. And then this. Two steps forward, one step back. And as a guy who identifies as Japanese and white, it is not my place to be offended by this or call it questionable. So I turned to YouTubers and people on Twitter and people of color and a lot of people thought this was very questionable. So I'm going to stay away from it. And even if, even if it wasn't potentially problematic, it just doesn't look that good. So not only do we have the fact that it's a little bit iffy, it also doesn't look that good. Sneakerella gets a three out of 11. All right, friends, next up we have a Video on Demand movie, this is one of the two limited releases making it in this section. It's called President. With the country in economic crisis, longtime Zimbabwean President Robert Mugabe is ousted in a 2017 coup by then Vice President Emerson Ngagwa. Prior to the ensuing and bitter election, 40-year-old Nelson Chamisa steps in as opposition leader. There are death threats against the charismatic but relatively inexperienced Chamisa, and he's forced into hiding. Election foul play is suspected, and results are delayed, and activists hit the streets. So so this is a documentary about what is going on in Zimbabwe, or what happened in Zimbabwe, seeing this is, like, starts around 2017. And I think movies like this are important, because... If a superpower does something, we know about it. We know about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. We know that there's some real awful shit going on in Israel right now. And each and every time America f***s up, the world knows. 
But with stuff like this, this was the first time I'd ever heard about this. And as an American, I realize that we aren't up on global issues, that we're very isolated in so many ways. And even me actively trying to learn about things, I had no idea this was a thing. So I'm very interested in this. It looks like a well done documentary and a story that needs to be told. President gets an eight out of 11. My future friends, next up, we have a film called The Last Bus. This is the final limited release of this section. An old man crosses the country just using local buses in order to scatter his late wife's ashes. This stars Timothy Spall from Mr. Turner and Phyllis Logan from Downton Abbey. And if you've never seen Mr. Turner, you would know Tim- Timothy Spall as Wormtail, I think, in the Harry Potter series. The rat guy. Yeah. Hey, look, if you want to cry... Watch this movie. I just watched the trailer and it made me weep. So we have this guy, an old man who just lost his wife and he's devastated by it. They were madly in love, had been in love for a long time. And they had always said, hey, we're going to go to somewhere that's all the way across the United Kingdom. And they never do. And so now that she's dead, he wants to scatter her ashes there. But he doesn't have a lot of money. He doesn't have a car. uh, He can't afford to fly. Or I assume he can't afford to fly. So he just starts taking buses everywhere and people start to take notice. People start to know about his story. So when he comes on hard times, people help him out. Like his ticket expires and he almost gets kicked off the bus. And someone says, no, I'll pay. How dare you try and kick this guy off? And he doesn't have a place to stay. So someone invites him into their house at night. It, it seems like a movie that's equal parts emotionally devastating and uplifting. And I think the uplifting part is very important, especially in today's world, because it things are so shitty out there. As many of you know, I work retail. I work at a grocery store and people are awful. Every day, people test me. Anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. I'm just sick of it all. So something like this that shows people being human to each other is a very intriguing and very interesting looking movie. Timothy Spall is a really good actor, and I look forward to watching this movie, but just not in theaters. The Last Bus gets a 9 out of 11. All right, my friends, three movies left, and the next movie is another Netflix original film. This is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. This stars Alice Krieg from Star Trek First Contact, John Larroquette from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, Nell Hudson from Victoria, way to, way to kill the Star Trek theme, Nell, Elsie Fisher from Eighth Grade, Sarah Yarkin from Single Parents, Moe Dunford from Vikings, and Jacob Lattimore from The Chi. So when the Halloween reboot came out, someone saw that and went, I know, let's do the same thing the same f***ing thing for Leatherface I know Raz from Raz's Midnight Macabre good friend of the show and good personal friend too not just friend of the show I know he said the same thing on his blog and quick note about Raz part two of his guest hosting on the Broad Humans podcast has now dropped so please check that out part one was really good I'm looking forward to part two and Raz if you're listening I'm sorry I have not listened to it yet because I get most of my podcast listening done at work And Jacob, if you still listen to the show, you didn't hear that. Yeah, one of my bosses gave the show a a shot, which blew my mind. And he also works for a taco pop-up, which, I mean, he had me a taco. 
Like that, that's it. That's all I need. But anyway, if you're wondering, the person playing Sally, I think was the main character or the final girl from the first Texas Chainsaw, the person playing her in this isn't from the original movie. They recast her because Marilyn Burns, who played Sally in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre and played the character again in Texas Chainsaw, the 2013 movie, uh, she passed away in 2014. So they couldn't get her like they got Jamie Lee Curtis for the new Halloween movies. And you know what? I'm hopeful for this. I, I am. When it, when it comes to movies in franchises that I know and love, I'm always hopeful. When they remade Child's Play, I believe I shit on it on the show, but I was still hopeful. If they remake Leprechaun or Pumpkinhead or something like that, I will still be hopeful. So I'm hopeful for this one too. And the good news is, like I say every time, the good news is this is a Netflix original movie. So since most of us already have Netflix, you can just save this for closer to Halloween or hell, even a, even a sick day or just save it for someday where you don't know what to watch. And then you're like, oh yes, they're pulling a Halloween with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. We should check that out. But remember to first check out The Paper Tigers. Though I'm sorry to say, chances are it probably won't be that good, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets a 6 out of 11. Two movies left, folks. Two movies left. And the next one we're talking about is a movie called Dog. Two former army rangers are paired against their own will on a road trip of a lifetime. Briggs, played by Channing Tatum, and Lulu, a dog, race down the Pacific coast to a fellow soldier's funeral hoping to get there on time. This stars Channing Tatum, who you would know from Ricky Martin's She Bangs music video. Yeah, he was in that. Emmy Raver Lapman from the Umbrella Academy. Kevin Nash, instead of the NWO, you would know him as Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. That's right. And Darren Keelan from All of Us Are Dead. My friends, my future friends, if you're new, there's something you may not know about me. While I am a cat person, I love dogs too. Like, I, I love dogs. When I go and visit my friend Evan, I shower his dog Zeke with all of the loves because he is a good boy. And if I ever see a dog and I'm allowed to pet it, I will drop everything to pet that dog. But I don't like dog people movies. And you know it's a dog person movie when that is the main selling point. When the plot be damned we have a dog and we know that's why you're gonna see it because you are a dog person but this movie is playing dirty on two fronts a it has a dog in it as a main character so that right there is pandering to the dog crowd and b both the dog and channing tatum's character are former army rangers going to the funeral of another army ranger and what are you gonna do not support the troops you dirty hippie and look, I do support the troops. Any mistakes of the government aren't their fault. My family has a long, proud history of serving, which I put a huge stop to with my with my uh, line of things. But I guess my cousin Dan Cass is like some big sh** with one of the branches of military. Uh, I really should find out more. But yes, dog is playing dirty on two fronts. Military service and dogs. That's dirty. And for some of you, that's all you need to know. Yes, I'm going to go see it because there's a dog in it. Yes, I'm going to go see it because it's about a veteran. And that's fine. If you want to see it for that, that is fine. For me, I have no interest in it because movies like this are a dime a dozen. And even though I like Channing Tatum, nothing about this movie says it's worth my time. 
nothing at all. So I'm sorry to say Dog gets a 6 out of 11. And my future friends, it's time for the pick of the week. And if you are paying attention to the title, you may know that pick of the week is called Uncharted. Street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Mokada. This stars Tom Holland, who brought us every good MCU spoiler ever, Mark Wahlberg from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Antonio Banderas, best known as the voice of Puss in Boots, Sophia Ali from the show Grey's Anatomy, Tati Gabrielle from You, and Stephen Waddington from The Last of the Mohicans. I have a love-hate relationship with the Uncharted games. I thought 1 and 2 was really well done, but when I was playing 3, there were way too many points in the game that they made difficult for the sake of being difficult. Because I like games where you can outthink the bad guys. And in my opinion, Uncharted 3 had one too many parts where you absolutely positively had to fight your way out against awful odds. And I did not like that. And also when I heard that Tom Holland was playing a young Nathan Drake, I, I was iffy. Because as everyone knows, Nathan Fillion looks like Nathan Drake. He physically looks like him. No makeup needed. And then, even though I do like Mark Wahlberg, I wasn't sure about him as a young Sully. But after watching the trailers, I'm a little more sold. Though I think Mark Wahlberg's portrayal is basically Mark Wahlberg because he plays himself in everything he does. And that doesn't really fit the Sully from the games. But of course, maybe the Sully from the games is older and wiser and he's not like that anymore. But Mark Wahlberg has always been a smart actor taking roles that he knows he can do. Jennifer Lopez is the same way. She takes roles that she knows she can do. If they're redoing some Shakespeare movie, the two of them aren't going to go, oh, me, please. No, because they know what they do well. So hopefully this will work. But we can't ignore the fact that Uncharted is a video game movie. And video game movies are notoriously bad. I mean, recent history, they've been getting better. Sonic was really good. Werewolves Within, though I'm not really sure I count that as a video game movie, was good-ish. It had some issues. The latest Resident Evil looked like it stayed truer to the games. So hopefully this one will be good too. And I'm assuming this is going to serve as a prequel to the Uncharted games. But we can't ignore the fact that this does have a good cast. This cast is good. And... Uncharted is the is a perfect video game to make a movie out of because it's just a summer blockbuster releasing oddly enough in February, but it's it's a summer blockbuster-esque movie in a video game form. That's all it is. So if anything could be turned into a good movie, this one can. And that is why it's my pick of the week because the big screen was made for movies like this. I will probably skip it in theaters, and it'll be just as good on my TV at home, but there is something special about watching an action movie on the silver screen. So that is why Uncharted is my pick of the week. And Uncharted gets an 8 out of 11. My future friends, if you noticed, I gave The Last Bus a higher score than this one. And as some of you know, that happens. Because, like I said, Uncharted is a movie made for the big screen, while The Last Bus, which looks like a better quality movie in every single aspect, will be perfectly fine on your screen at home. 100% fine. So I think The Last Bus is going to be the better movie, but Uncharted will be the better theater 
experience. Well, my future friends, that is it for this episode. Once again, always reach out to me. Let me know what you think of the new show format. Do you like it that we went back to the shorter half hour or less episodes? Do you miss the news and trailer troves? Do you not? And tell me, what have you watched recently? Something you've watched that you think I may like or just have a suggestion in general? Let me know and I'll check it out eventually. But my friends, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. But I also have a Twitter for the podcast at FutureFlixPod. You can find me on Letterboxd and keep up with my movie adventures at BilliamSWN. I have a book blog that I hope to get back to, BilliamTheNerd.com. I have a book Instagram, which again, I hope to get back to soon, (laughs) Reading Rainbill. And you can always email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com or just comment on this episode on SoundCloud. Just reach out and I'll get back to you. Don't forget to check out our good friends, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, Watch Mouth Podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Don't forget that part two of Raz's episode with Broad Humans is up right now. And my future friends, no matter what your week has in store, I hope you have enough time to catch a flick. And I'll see you in the future. 